Welcome to Shot of Spirituality. Each episode aims to give you a Jewish spiritual lens for living your life in the present moment. I'm your host, Rabbi Josh Snyder, and I'm the Executive Director of Goucher Hillel. Today, Love of the Earth. As the Earth awakens and blossoms in the Northern Hemisphere, we may be enjoying life outside a bit more. Already this spring, more people have been venturing into nature as a safe change of pace from the double confinement of winter and the pandemic. As we wander wooded paths, explore rocky stretches of stream bed or shore, cast our senses upward and outward to see and smell and hear flowers, bees, birds, and the irrepressible multitude and variety of life, we appreciate nature's resilience and its fragility and realize that we humans are a part of it ourselves at each moment. Jewish writers and thinkers have keenly been aware of our relationship with the natural world and have ingrained reminders of it into our holiest text throughout generations. Genesis begins with the story of mankind in the Garden of Eden, telling us that God placed the first human there to till it and tend it. This simple phrase tells us that we are given permission to benefit from the blessings of the earth, with the proviso that we safeguard it sustainably for generations to come. But the earth is not only a utilitarian resource, it is an ever-changing source of inspiration and spirituality. Imagine for a moment the psalmist, a buzz in amazement at the order and beauty of the world around him or her, as he or she writes in Psalm 104, You water the mountains from your lofts. The earth is sated from the fruit of your work. You make the grass grow for the cattle, and herbage for man's labor, that he may get food out of the earth, wine that cheers the hearts of men, oil that makes the face shine, and bread that sustains man's life. The trees of the Lord drink their fill, the cedars of Lebanon, God's own planting, where birds make their nests. The stork has her home in the junipers. The high mountains are for wild goats. The crags are a refuge for rock badgers. God made the moon to mark the seasons. The sun knows when to set. You bring on darkness, and it is night, when all the beasts of the forest stir. The lions roar for prey, seeking their food from God. When the sun rises, they come home and couch in their dens. Man then goes out to his work, to his labor, until the evening. How many are the things you have made, O Lord! You have made them all with wisdom. The earth is full of your creations. Later, the rabbis of the Mishnah and Talmud and the Geonim of the early Middle Ages interwove phrases from this and other psalms along with their own appreciations of nature throughout the prayers that make up our Siddur, our prayer book. They even wrote blessings to be said upon smelling natural fragrances, seeing varied animals, beholding nature's wonders like waterfalls or rainbows. The Kabbalists of Tzfat would go out into the fields to welcome the Shabbat bride. The early Hasidim, like Rabbi Nachman of Bratslav, would engage in the practice of hit bodedut, being alone in nature. Rabbi Nachman wrote in a personal prayer, Grant me the ability to be alone. May it be my custom to go outdoors each day among the grasses and trees, among all growing things, and there may I be alone, and enter into prayer, to talk with the one to whom I belong. May I express there everything in my heart, 
and may all the foliage of the field, all grasses, trees, and plants, awake at my coming to send the powers of their life into the words of my prayer, so that my prayer and speech are made whole through the life and spirit of all growing things, which are made as one by their transcendent source. May I then pour out the words of my heart before your presence like water, O Lord, and lift up my hands to you in worship on my behalf and that of my children. In many ways, for Jews, every day is Earth Day. Our awareness of nature, our place in it, our responsibility towards it, and ultimately our love of the planet are meant to be constantly in front of us, inspiring us, challenging us, grounding us. In the last 50 years, as we as a planet have come to understand the environmental crises we face, a Jewish environmental movement has emerged, affecting not only the major branches of Judaism and their institutions, but forming many new advocacy and educational organizations, retreat centers and farms, and creative ways of highlighting the deep links between Judaism and the environment. All of these emphasize a deep part of Judaism, so deep and so obvious it is almost unspoken. To be a Jew is to be connected to the earth and to the fate of this planet. If God is speaking to us today, God speaks through the manifestations of life on this planet. If we are to perceive and to have a relationship with God, we cannot ignore the powerful messages of the world around us. We must be in relationship with the earth. Philosopher Martin Buber said it thus in his seminal work, I am thou. I can contemplate a tree. I can accept it as a picture. I can feel it as a movement. I can assign it to a species and observe it as an instance. I can overcome its uniqueness and form so rigorously that I can only recognize it as an expression of law. I can dissolve it into a number, into a pure relation between numbers and externalize it. Throughout all of this, the tree. The tree remains my object and has its time span, its kind and condition. But it can also happen, if will and grace are joined, that as I contemplate the tree, I am drawn into a relation, and the tree ceases to be an it. Spirituality is a short-form podcast from Goucher Hillel, focusing on Jewish spiritual concepts. Brought to you by Goucher Hillel and written, hosted, and produced by Rabbi Josh Snyder. For links to some more resources on the connections between Judaism and the environment, check out the links in the episode description.